Hello and welcome to I'll Be There For You. A friend's podcast. A friend's podcast. So today's episode, we're going to do another random episode. Exciting. I know. So we, love, we, we love a random one. Yeah, so last time we did our favourite episodes, last two episodes yes, are our favourite right. ones, but um, this is where we come to doing a random one. Mm-hmm. We've got the randomizer out again. The randomizer, the official adjudicator came back. <laughs> Dusted it off. Yeah. And what did it come up with? So this time it came up with what I'd say is a really good one. And I we yeah. honestly, honestly did do it on a computer generated, ran, one of those random number generated things on the internet. Completely true. This is the one that came out. It's season two, episode seven, which is the one where Ross finds out. I think if you're a Friends fan, you'll instantly think of this one as being your really classic, archetypical Friends episode. Definitely. And even more so when we started watching it, I realised how amazing this episode is. Um, Giving it away straight away. Well, yeah, maybe. (laughs) You know, (laughs) not necessarily, you know, amazing. It could be, you know, rubbish. Amazing in a bad way, as we often know, amazing is. But yeah. So this is what the randomizer threw up. Mm-hmm. and Should we have a look at the description of it? Let's have a look at the description. So, the one where Ross finds out. A drunken Rachel is persuaded to call Ross and reveals her feelings for him on his answering machine. When he finds out, he must make the choice between her and Julie. Meanwhile, Monica finds work as Chandler's personal trainer and Phoebe has a hard time trying to get her boyfriend to have sex with her. She seeks Joey's advice. Ross and Rachel argue and Ross says that he is not leaving Julie. At the end of the episode, Ross and Rachel kiss. I mean, spoiler alert, guys. Do <laughs> I need to watch out for this? Just boil that down <laughs> to the very essence. I mean, the fact, you know, at the end of the episode, Ross and Rachel kiss, that being one of the most iconic moments in Friends, mm. it seems a bit uh, bald to just say it in a statement like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, it's covered all the bases. I feel like a synopsis. People often read that before they watch something. Do they? They'd be well. best they can do. <laughs> because that's told you everything you need to know. Well, yeah, there's one, for sure. Yeah. So do you remember this episode at all? I mean, yes. presumably we yeah, we yes. remember it, but what do you have any specific memories about it? Well, I guess it's, it is, as we said before, an iconic, mm. an iconic episode. And I remember the kiss. Yeah. I mean, we might as well say it as the synopsis. Yeah. It. Um, I remember the kiss, and not to jump ahead, but her on the um, Ross on the telephone and her jumping on his back. Yes, like I feel like those are two really bits that stick out in my mind. Yeah, but a lot of this actually I don't remember as well going along with this episode. Mm. Other storylines I don't have as much memory of. I'd say I guess because the Ross and Rachel thing is so significant and that's what yeah. this episode was. Yeah, I really remember this, all the elements of the Ross and Rachel storyline, mm. like the bit in the restaurant where she yes. gets really drunk and yeah. then leaves a message on his answer phone. And yeah, the bit on his back, I very distinctly remember that. <laughs> and obviously everyone remembers the kiss. And uh, yeah, when I was watching it, I, you just think, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, this is so... it is a great one. Just... 
oh friends to its core (laughs) (laughs) and actually it made me a little bit emotional because um just I think because I hadn't watched this one for a while and this was like so important in friends Mm. history and it was really good I mean we'll come on to talk about the Ross and Rachel storyline but just the remembrance of that and watching that again was something quite special when you haven't seen it for a while. Mm, and, yeah, I haven't seen this one for a while. Either. And how good it is and how dramatic it is. Yeah. And um, I don't know, maybe some of the lighter ones you watch and they're funny and everything, but you haven't got that powerful emotional stuff that's mm. in this episode. So, uh, yeah, I really, uh, really liked it. Not to jump ahead to my score, but I did. <laughs> But it's, uh... <laughs> it was really nice that the, yeah that the random one threw up this because I loved watching it again. Yeah, it, felt... it was nice to watch it again. Yeah, it felt really nice. And I do really like season two. It's probably one of my favourites. Oh, interesting. So it, yeah, it felt lovely to watch this again. The randomizer has been good to us so far. It has, yeah, yeah. Good old randomizer. I mean, yeah. Who knows what it will come up with in the future? But so far, so good. We'll maybe save the Ross yes. and Rachel stuff to a little bit later. But um, should we start at the beginning of the episode? Yeah, let's do that. So right at the beginning of this episode, I think they're all in the apartment, aren't they? At the beginning. Yes. I think everyone's there. I think so, yeah. And Charlotte comes in, he's obviously been to a party. Mm. And he's sort of saying, oh, you know, what's wrong with me? Am I not attractive enough? Am I not funny enough? Mm. Um, he actually says, the line he says is, okay, what's, what is it about me? Is there something repellent about me? And I don't want to get into fashion too early. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but you know me. Yeah. He is wearing one of the most hideous cardigans probably ever made. A really horrible sweater cardigan. Cardigan sort of brown and beige. With yeah. With like hideous, sort of grandma cardigan with his hideous buttons. Completely shapeless. Yeah. And you sort of think, well, maybe that was what was hideous. <laughs> maybe that was the repelling but do you thing. He, do you think he was wearing that to the party? <laughs> oh, who knows? I have some straight from the party to tell them. <laughs> yeah. But let's hope. Let's hope he wasn't wearing that. But the friends suggest another reason or accidentally hit upon another reason, well, they yes. say. I mean, Phoebe does. Phoebe, yeah. Being quite blunt saying maybe it's because he's fat yeah i know a bit fat shaming and also yeah not the most not fat (laughs) not the most fat we've ever seen chandler i mean it is a little obviously we didn't know at this point that matthew perry would go through some issues and might have (laughs) accompanying that some weight issues yeah some ups and downs in both senses yeah so it is a little unfortunate they pick chandler for this yeah maybe (laughs) As, at this point, now, he is very, like, slim, Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I, I think mean, it was maybe just a foil for this, this storyline. Yeah, exactly. And um, we can choose him. <laughs> Why not pick him? Yeah. Maybe not pick him. I know. Phoebe points out that he, yeah, ac- well, accidentally points out, doesn't she? That well, he, she, well, yeah, I guess so. She sort of says, oh, you know, this is how I often feel when I'm, I'm feeling overweight mm. or whatever. Obviously suggesting that he is himself overweight. Yeah. Well, I think that was that's quite a sort of classic thing where you sort of said something and then the other person realises the meaning, the hidden meaning. Yes. So it's a bit like when Rachel found out that Ross liked her because Chandler said, oh, um, do you remember when he was in love with Carol and he bought her that ridiculously expensive gift uh, or whatever? Yes, and it was And it's the same kind of thing. Like someone yeah. says something and then they do, they sort of accidentally reveal yeah. something. 
And I, so I sort of mean to yeah. say, oh, yeah. You're talking about yourself mean, yeah. or talking about another situation. And yeah, she's accidentally <laughs> said, you're fat. Actually, trying to know you're only fat. Jumper. <laughs> yeah, well, I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder maybe that's why they chose that jumper. Uh, so he looks. Um, yeah, because it is really shapeless. <laughs> it is. But then, as he said before, a lot of shapeless chunky ch- jumpers yes, going on. True, it was the time for that. Um, but it sets up this um, storyline of Chandler and Monica together yes. because Monica is out of a job at this Correct. point. So she's got, as they say later, no job, no boyfriend. Hmm. And so she takes this on as a project to yeah. sort of train Chandler and get some of this weight off him. The so-called weight. The so-called weight. He, that he, we... shares, he shares the, the um, cardigan. I'd like to bring up something at this point. Okay. Yeah, so she's out of a job. It's hard to tell quite how long because in Friends world, we don't know the passage of time isn't quite clear. Yeah, and also we watch these in isolation, so we can't well, quite yes. remember when. <laughs> but even if you did watch them in isolation, you're not entirely sure no. what's, what's yeah. when. <laughs> but how is she affording to pay for that flat in Manhattan? Well, no, this is a big thing that runs through Friends, isn't it? Mm. And I'm not sure how much it's actually written into the Friends storyline, but all the things that talk about this say, oh, well, and presumably it is said in Friends at some point, that it's rent-controlled. Yeah, that was said in the last episode, I think. Yeah, so Um, I think it was her grandmother's place. But she is still unemployed. So she's got literally no cash coming in. Yeah. I mean, do they rent that? I don't really know. Well, if it's rent control, presumably you still presumably you rent. They do. Um, Rachel lives there. Yeah, I know. But... Parents help her out. Yeah, I know. But I sort of feel, obviously, it's a comedy. So this is... <laughs> is it? Don't go into the niche. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought I was doing a serious drama no, podcast here. He's actually a comedy. Oh, no. Uh... I shouldn't have been so pedantic about stuff. <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> Uh, sort of getting the nitty gritty about you know paying bills yeah. and stuff. Although it is mentioned, yeah, sometimes it is a very distinctive Joey episode. And, yeah, Chandler trying to give Joey money, but a lot of them are like Ross is unemployed for a bit because he gets sacked from his job because mm. he's too angry. Rachel's just working in the coffee house, which I can't imagine pays too well. No, Joey's a in and out actor like often. Yeah, I think that's more the point that Joey he wouldn't have the money for that apartment but nothing yeah it's never really explained how they can afford to live in manhattan well I th- it must be quite pricey even in the 90s yeah i do think this is something that does come up on like the forums and stuff oh yeah <laughs> checking the forums yeah that um how can they afford to live there and i guess you just got savings mm. how do you know that people in their early 20s haven't got loads of savings oh, savings <laughs> Well, maybe, I don't know how much they have to pay for, like, college and stuff. Maybe uh, it's not like us where you have a massive university debt or something. No, it's even worse in America, isn't it? Yeah, I think it might be, actually. I don't know how the college system works, but Hmm. they did go to... Well, Ross and Chandler, because we saw them at college, that's when they come, like, in the retrospective. Does college mean university? Yes. Right. Okay. So when, in those sort of retrospective ones where they're looking back oh yeah and come... monica and rachel are still at yeah they're high, at high school. school and ross and Chandler. that's how ross meets Chandler, isn't it at yes college. at college so they definitely go it's not clear about actually the others no if it is expensive i'm sure phoebe 
who was living on the streets or something yeah. would have found it hard to pay that money. Well, she's and also she's never had a like a proper. I mean, the massaging job she started that became a bit more of a steady job. Yes, self-employed. Well, yeah, no, she, she works for that. Um, she works in that parlor because that with that other woman. Oh yeah, and then she works for that one that she, that corporate one she doesn't like. She's embarrassed about. Uh, that and Rachel goes vaguely, yeah. Rachel and Monica goes for massage. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, I can't imagine it was a steady income. Mm. Live off your tips, I guess. Which comes up. Um yes. Well, I don't know. I don't we don't know how they afford that. No. It's um, just something I wanted to point out. No, but when you said um about um it comes up later on about them with the money thing. So you said about um yeah, Joanne Chandler and Chandler tries to give Joey money. Yes. Yeah. What I was thinking of was the one with five steaks and an egg- eggplant, where they talk oh, about the differences yes. between their incomes that's and how, right. and that's when uh, Monica just got her promotion. Yeah. So she, Ross, and Chan have a lot of money, and the mm. other three don't. And all this, you know, how do you know affording this lifestyle in New York and going yeah, out for dinner and stuff. True. So um, yeah, there is some points where money comes up. But they just can't afford to go fancy restaurants rather than can't afford their <laughs> yeah, rent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're still imagine living. <laughs> I mean, we don't know where it mounts in Manhattan, but it's... No. We, we, are, we do know it's Manhattan, don't we? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know I know that, but I know I know that. <laughs> well, if you see what I mean. <laughs> I do see what I mean. <laughs> I don't know whether I know that or not. Mm, I haven't decided that yet. So anyway, I got a bit off track. What were we talking about? So, <laughs> Chano and Monica. So, this storyline that Monica is trying to help him become fit. Get fit. Is lose one some of the, pounds. again, one of the, the threads in this episode. I find that in Friends, I don't know if I have just taken this from a couple of episodes, but the starting scene often ends the episode as well. Ah, the ring structure. Oh, a classic ring structure. She knows it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so in this one, that this episode is definitely true. Yeah. That Let's we see. end off this episode in the like closing credits with this storyline. Yeah. And how Chana's basically sick of this happening. The exercise yeah. regime, yeah. Which he's finding tough. I'm sk- skipping ahead a bit to the end, but I wasn't a fan of that end scene. I don't know if you remember. So... Chana's basically, yeah, sick of this regime he's got with oh, um, yes. Monica. Yeah. And so as a way to get out of it, he sort of reminds Monica of all the things she should be really depressed about. He's like, oh, why, it's so great that you've got so much energy when actually you haven't got a job. Yeah. And, you know, you can't tell your parents you haven't got a job and you haven't got a boyfriend. He says at the end, oh, um... If I was you, I I could don't think I could even get out of bed. A little bit mean. I isn't know, it? yeah, not a friend's thing to do, no. really, is it? No, quite Cause, nasty. Because Monica's really trying to help him out here. Like I know she's really annoying, and obviously you don't want to go jogging at six. No. But um, just say I definitely don't. I'm not going to do that. Just find some other reason <laughs> to <laughs> to get out of it. Go. I've broken my leg or something. 
But don't popping nasty. Yeah, very mean thing to do yeah. to someone that's supposed to be your friend. Quite nasty. Bring them down to your level. It did it's even what... worse than bringing them down to level. Getting them right old, depressed, and going, oh, well, that, that's got her now. Yeah, he did what uh, Joey did to mozzarella. He did. <laughs> Made... the fans of um, a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. Made her um, all sad and depressed. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it wasn't a good way to end that, really. No. But I quite like the Chandler and Monica thing. And do you know what? When I first started watching this with that storyline, yeah, I completely forgot later on they're a couple. It's funny you should say that because I also was thinking during this watching them together because I guess you don't see that many episodes where they team up solely together no yeah earlier on and yeah this episode obviously they do and I was thinking when I was watching it I just thinking oh you know if you were in that situation I wonder whether you would they would have feelings for each other at some point whether because it obviously was um they got together in London it was kind of a thing of oh they both got drunk and Monica was being quite vulnerable and they got together that way. Yeah. But things like that don't just sort of no. tumble without any... No, but of... I think there were a few seeds. And two I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. there was one where... I think it's the one where Ben is born. And I think Monica's all broody and a bit, you know, emotional because right. it's her first um, nephew. And I think there's something between Chandler and Monica then. I can't quite remember the specifics oh. of it, but I think there's some sort of thing about, oh, if we're, you know, both single. Oh, this... the pack. Yeah, kind of pack exactly. Thing. I think right. it was I think it was then, but there was certainly something between them at that ep- yes. in that episode. Yeah. And the second one I'm thinking of is when they were at the beach and I think it was the one where... Chandler has to pee on Monica. Oh yes, yes, the famous scene. And I think there was something about, uh, would you like me now? Like, there, wasn't there something where he turns up at the door as a dwarf? And um, oh. I can't remember the specifics of it, but it was something about would to try would, and break the awkwardness. No, it was not about that. It was just that was the I remember that oh, happening in the same right. one. But it was something about um, whether Monica would ever like Chandler. Oh, I saw it vaguely. And then, I can't that. remember what the dwarf thing is, but he comes. He definitely turns up to the door as a dwarf. Like on his knees. On his knees. Yeah, I do vaguely remember that. And there was yeah, there's something definitely something about would you like me oh. like this? But I guess also, oh well, I suppose this is when they're together. But that Thanksgiving episode where they are like looking back on mm. the past selves and this yeah. is as we mentioned earlier in this episode when uh ross and chandler were at college yeah and they come back and he suddenly i mean it's it's not great because monica's lost all that way and suddenly <laughs> he's like whoa yeah. look at this hottie but yeah he's obviously interested in her then yes yeah so and i guess there are i think yeah they've they've reversed engineered yes. that a little yeah. bit oh, that yeah, are like we're together so we need a backstory for that mm. but um yeah I think there's a few seeds not intentionally sown maybe but um there's certainly things where they're together but yeah you're right there's not that many it just yeah there's something about this that I just I just forgot they were together I mm. think because they're so different 
to yeah, their later characters. I so, so, particularly Chan. Yeah, they're like really sort of young versions. I mean, they are young versions of themselves. <laughs> Literally. But, <laughs> but that kind of, yeah, that sort of, yeah, younger, carefree. <laughs> yeah. No attachments, no boyfriends, yeah, girlfriends. So. And a bit more sort of fun together, I guess. But yeah, I'd, it just struck me suddenly I was like oh yeah these guys end up together <laughs> you sort of don't get it maybe it's because there's nothing there My, yeah and it is it a does of... feel a bit weird because I I did think the same thing I was watching it and mm. it was like oh yeah these guys get together isn't this weird because you don't see any although it did bring up one of my favorite bits in this episode yeah I'd say it's early on but when Monica and Chandler are fighting yes it's such a great scene. It's, it's one of my favourite scenes in this. And they're doing sort of a play fight yeah. thing outside the window and sort of flapping their arms yeah, at each other. Yeah, sort of, I don't know, like kids fighting. Yeah, and then of. Monica pushes him over, the strength of Monica, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is quite good. And then he sort of marches after her as she runs off. Oh, yeah, I really like that scene. And actually, maybe I just skipped to a bit I was going to say, but um, I think a really important... Um, uh, I mean, I hesitate to say sub-character, but I'm going to okay. say sub-character, is the central perk window in this one. Oh, sub-character? I think the central perk window <laughs> makes an enormous, <laughs> enormous contribution to this episode. Yes, I was going to say, like, it makes that even... Like, if you just saw them doing it as an actual scene, yeah. it wouldn't be as funny. Yeah. And the fact that they're sort of watching them through the central perk window exactly. makes it really good. And we've talked before about their use of the balcony and how that can yeah. be used as a prop to kind of, um, so you can see people, but you can't really hear yes. them. Yeah. yeah, I think there was that scene where they were scrapping outside and it starts off quite early on where um, Julie and Ross are kissing outside the oh, window. Yeah, of course. And Phoebe, another really nice bit, Phoebe says to Rachel, <laughs> oh, Rachel, don't look, and points to the window. <laughs> really good yeah so um, there's that bit and then uh, as we'll come on to talk about there's the ross and rachel bit yes. which happens through the central perk door yes so uh i think it's played a very important role in this oh one. congratulations central perk. yeah but a very a useful dramatic yeah, um, they, prop yeah and they do use that off. even the one one of the ones we've seen previously mm. one of the episodes we looked at the one where rachel and phoebe see ross through the window inside Central Park with Bonnie. Yes, so the role reversal yes, of that window. Yes, exactly, yeah. looking into it rather than looking out. Mm. But yeah. yeah, it's had some, and I can think of some more that might come up where I think it's of, actually... Yeah, yeah, I can think of one of our favourite ones. Yeah. <laughs> Ross and Unagi. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I think that's one of the best oh, uses of that um, window device. Um, but yeah, they use, comes up. they use it three times in this one, so um, it did quite well. Mm. But just to skip back to uh, Chandler and Monica a second. Yeah. I think it's an interesting point with Chandler and Monica being together, and obviously we've got the Ross and Rachel thing together, Yeah. that that leaves Joey and Phoebe. Ah, yeah. Now, we've talked a lot before about our favourite ones maybe being where they're all together, mm-hmm. but I quite like the way they've done this one where they're in their three well, couples. Te- teamed up. Teamed up, yeah. but teamed up in the way that we would maybe associate uh, them yes. later on. Yeah, that's true. So we've got the Ross and Rachel, mm-hmm. um, Monica and Chandler, obviously, yeah. and then that leaves Joey and Phoebe, and we've yes. talked about that coupling yes. before. So should we talk about Joey and Phoebe in this bit? Why not? I think I said quite early on in this podcast about that 
Joey and Phoebe coupling. Yeah. And also I saw I think I'm sure I said, Oh, you don't see that very early on and it's like in the later later episodes and yes. the series is you sort of think about them together as a not a couple obviously, but like as maybe closer friends. A pairing, and, yes, yes. A pairing. But this is quite early on. This is series two, episode seven. Mm. And they are very much pairing there. Yes. And there are sort of scenes between them, exchanges between them that suggest that they've got starting to get quite a close bond. Yeah. And and I think here it seems very natural. Yeah, so yeah, instantly yeah. it feels like a natural pairing. Mm. And we've talked before about this sort of um, strange dichotomy of where it's like a sexual thing so they use sexual jokes yes. about each other yeah. they're quite sexual with each other but it being from a friend's perspective yeah. it seems like a weird it is quite odd and I don't think it would work with any other character but no Phoebe and, um, sorry Phoebe and Joey yeah it's a weird tension because it's like it, it that shouldn't really work because it's you know sexual but it's not it's not actually a sexual thing it's just and I think we definitely see that in this one. So when Joey's trying to sort of cheer up Phoebe because she's dating this guy that won't have sex with her. Yeah. And he said, you know, the first time I saw you, I said to Chandler, excellent but great rap. <laughs> and it's that thing, it's sort of, it's that thing again of using the sexual language. Mm, yeah. But as a friend. So he's trying to cheer her yeah, up, make her feel saying, better. Yeah. But in a sort of sexual way. <laughs> and I think, we, yeah, we do see that again and again with Phoebe and Joey using this kind mm. of, you know, you're really good looking, you're really fanciful. Yeah. I don't happen to fancy but, you, but that's but, out yeah. of the... That, that doesn't, is true, yeah. That doesn't ever come into it. Like, it doesn't matter because you were like that. That but, is quite a good way of defining it. Mm. That, oh, I fa- you're very fanciful, but I don't fancy you. Yeah math like because that's what we both feel so we're both on the same page with that and it bothers neither of us like you would never and I think it's good that the the um writers never went that way yeah because that would undermine that whole thing yeah yeah yeah. and they sort of did it with Joey and Rachel but you know the Phoebe thing that was always the understanding Mm. between the two of them and I think that's uh that's quite a strong thing but I did like Sophie (laughs) Phoebe's replies uh, so sweet. I'm officially offended, but so sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite true. It's that sort yeah. of thing of like, yeah. Oh, that's, that's not great thing to say, but also. Yeah. Oh, but also, yeah, myself. if I'm not, you know, if I'm feeling unattractive because yeah. this guy doesn't find me attractive or whatever, because that's what she's thinking at the time, that actually it's quite a nice thing to say yeah. because that, as we say, that's <laughs> that's what she needs at that point, yeah, and Joey's yeah. got that. But great use of the word Iraq as well. <laughs> yeah. Is that a bit of a 90s accent? <laughs> Maybe. I think it might be because I haven't heard that word for a while. People don't really use... I mean, I think it's quite an American thing anyway. Yeah. I Britain, Iraq was really used that. No. But I feel like it, even in America now, it's not used that much, is it? It feels quite... I don't know, I'm not there. Are you not? (laughs) No. (laughs) Not there, Charles. Rack to see what people are saying. Yeah, we'll have to ask some of our American listeners (laughs) at pod underscore friends if you uh, have an opinion as to whether rack is used anymore. If you're still using the word rack, tweet us up. Rack us up. Iraq. Iraq. (laughs) Nice. Thanks. Topical. (laughs) It's not topical. It's not topical. (laughs) Uh, really good. 
Um, but I wonder, do we go on to the more problematic elements of this Phoebe storyline? Um, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, let's not. Um, okay. We um, can do, everyone. It's just... So, we should say, what what Phoebe's saying is, she's dating this guy, Scott. Yeah. We don't actually ever see Scott, do no. we? And I don't think he's ever mentioned apart from this in this episode. The suggestion is he, she's been seeing him for a while. Mm. And she really likes him. They go on nice dates. But Sc- Scott hasn't initiated sex with her yet. Won't put out. Won't put out. But initiated Again. sex is, is a really good phrase. <laughs> so I don't know why they didn't use that. Hello, could we initiate sex, please? <laughs> Would you like to initiate, initiate sex? sex <laughs> well, perhaps that shows my sexism. Because I feel like he would initiate. He initiated it. it well, she would put out. Well, that's the whole yeah. idea. Oh well, mm, maybe that's my own no problem with this. Mm. But anyway, that aside, so <laughs> he doesn't initiate sex. With her, <laughs> yeah. Sticking with that. Put out. <laughs> Either <laughs> or. So she yeah she confides in Joey and Chandra as well. He's there initially. Yes. And so. They have a couple of scenes, but Joey basically says to her, look, you need to just ask him what's going on. Mm. And so in the last scene of this, she meets up with Joey again. Mm. And she says to him, oh, it's all okay. Like, basically, she comes in all happy, saying, yeah, they had sex. And basically, what happened is she talked to him, and he said, oh, well, I know that it's very emotional, like, sex is an emotional thing, Mm. and I didn't want to put pressure on you. And so I didn't want, you know, to be in the wrong place. So you'd feel like I had to call you yeah. and that kind of thing. But I think um, was it, it was either explicitly or implicitly meant that sex was an emotional thing for women. For women, yes. I can't remember. Yes, I that's can't remember right. if it was explicit it, or not. But... I think it was explicit because I remember that as well. I yeah, think, it was I think certainly it was implied said. if it wasn't said. I think it was said, emotional thing for women. Yes, mm. that's right. And so... What happens is, so Joey says, oh, like, this guy is amazing. I think he calls him his god yeah. because he's basically, like, it, Joey explains to her, oh, he's made you beg for sex and then told him that you he never needs to call her. Yeah. And basically yeah, and, and, the win. And made it think, like, made her think that it was her, her idea. idea. Yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I find the whole thing really difficult and problematic because it's that it kind of plays this it plays well to start with and mm. that phoebe is in control and saying well women aren't like that yeah like, that's a myth yes put yeah. out that you know women are needy and emotional and you don't have to call us and like we're just yeah. as she's like into... oh chill out you know yeah this isn't, you which know. is what you know, what it's like it's like yeah. yeah we we can do that as just as much as men can mm. do like we might just want to have a one night stand or whatever but I think it then turns on the head, like that that Phoebe becomes the one that's been manipulated, mm. and Phoebe ends up being the one that, yeah, is actually a bit stupid because she hasn't realised that this guy's completely manipulated her into this situation, and that Joey thinks of him as a god, god for doing yeah. that. The use of the word god is quite, uh, I don't know. It's just so. It's not a, like, oh, this guy's great. It's like, oh, this guy's my god. Yeah. That's the oh, best thing you can yeah. do, like manipulate one of my friends into again having one of the guys not being particularly a great friend. No, 
And I think when we've talked about, you know, Joey and Phoebe, like you see Joey's sweet side with mm. her. And I just think, yeah, that's his character of sleeping with women. But would he really think of that of his friends, putting no. his friends in that situation? Like, you know, you can... I definitely don't think he did that to be his initial thought no. when she's there. You could definitely comp- compartmentalise it. You could definitely be like, oh, well, I'm like this, but mm. other men can't be like this with my friends. I feel like you could do that. But also, we don't, like, he's making that presumption about that guy. But yeah. we don't know that guy is thinking that. Yeah. He might he might really think, oh, like, why well, he's trying to be quite caring and be like, oh, I didn't want to push you for yeah. sex if you weren't ready. Yeah. Which is an even worse thing, if that's true, for Joey. Yeah. Because, like, if that was true, then that guy would be, yeah, really nice. And he's made Phoebe think that he's, like, you know, this... And, again, it's unfair on guys because you've made him think like he's this archetypical guy that is yeah, just for that and just in it for the sex yeah which again like we said or not all women are like the needy person mm. well not all men are like that yeah that exactly. um stereotype so uh, yeah a bit difficult that scene i think and scott we never hear of again really no, do we <laughs> poor old scott i think we said in one of our earlier podcasts about i wonder who's had the most partners yes so we'll mark scott down because yeah. I think we said they had to have, an, you know, enough... It wasn't just a one-night stand, it was enough yes, dates. which she obviously suggests earlier on that they've been in a number of dates. Yeah, exactly. So, so Scott is... Put Scott in the column for Phoebe. Mark him up. <laughs> yeah. I've got my chalkboard here. Yes. So one of the things we like to talk about is fashion. We alluded it to okay. it earlier yes. with um, Chandler's hideous sweat cardy thing. <laughs> Don't even know what to giant, call it. Giant buttons. Was there anyone else's outfit that stood out for you? Well, I just mentioned buttons. Yeah. For Chandler's cardigan slash sweater slash... Sweat cardy. <laughs> hideous. This episode is sponsored by buttons. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what episodes are sponsored by velvet? Oh yes, I yeah. do. Yeah, I, like I hadn't re- I hadn't realised the uh, velvet at the time, and I haven't really realised the button thing. But go ahead. What? Oh no. Phoebe's cut Phoebe's cardigan thing or jumper with sewn in buttons. I don't know what it was. Oh do you no. Remember that? No. Huge buttons, like three massive buttons. Oh dear, I'm not very oh. good at <laughs> I'm not very good at fashion. You're the fashion person. Yes, but they were so big. Oh right. What part of that was that on? She was when she was in the um in Central Park. Right. She was wearing that. Oh, okay. Giant, I miss that. But it was sort of brown cardi slash jumper with these sewn-on buttons on the front. Really, quite a look. I mean, uh, not good. Not in a good way. Oh, okay. Not a classic not Phoebe. A, not your Phoebe Kiki way. Just in a quite an ugly way. One of my favourite outfits was um, Rachel's hungover outfit. Oh, because it's a real hungover outfit. Yeah. Tartan what, trees. Was it supposed to be PJs? I don't think so. Oh, I think it to be PJs. Well, it's quite a sweater. You'd be very yeah. hot wearing those as PJs. It's sort of, I imagine the PJ bottoms and then sort of slung a sweatshirt over the top. Well, the, they were sort of tartan bottoms, yeah. weren't they? And um, famously someone in this room has worn tartan <laughs> trousers before. Of a very similar look, <laughs> red tartan trousers. Oh, can um, I tell you about his tartan trousers? 
Well, I know the I know what I have. I mean, it's not just tartan trousers. They were maternity tartan trousers. Have you ever been pregnant? <laughs> no. I, so why are you wearing maternity tartan trousers? I'd actually forgotten until you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maternity pants. Well, what was the story um, then? If you didn't have a story that no, they were maternity. No, I got them from Zara. Oh, right. Peterborough Zara. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> um, I'd forgotten they were maternity pants. And they had little... um little elasticated elasticated inside and you've got buttons so you could take them take the elastic out as you got more and more pregnant yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> brilliant or um, you know great for a sunday roast <laughs> yeah well um joey needed those yeah, in the thanksgiving episode uh i was very much trying to channel i was about 60 15 60 when i bought them i remember them during my gcse's and did you wear them to do your GCSEs? <laughs> no, I had to wear a school stuff, uniform. But... Stuff all your exam notes down the <laughs> front. <laughs> hey, it's not cheap to do my Um <laughs> But I was very much um, channeling Gwen Stefani oh, in her amazing. late, mid to late, no doubt days. That's a that's a '90s klaxon. Yes, although it was during the 2000s, but oh yeah. <laughs> I'm very young. Did I not mention before? <laughs> you are very young. Um, but yeah, those um, Rachel M's red uh, tartan trousers yeah, really reminded me of those. But they were they were of a slightly flannel nature. They weren't I PJs. Think. They weren't. Hmm. Okay. Well, slobs. Yeah, slobs. What we'd like to them term slobs. Slobs. You know, you sort of wear the way you're not going out. You can just chill slob out, out in your. In fact. Slob out. Yeah. The other outfit I quite liked was um, when Phoebe goes over to talk to Joey about, you know, the scene that we previously didn't like, um, yeah. the denouement of that storyline. Oh, yeah. She had a really nice jacket, jacket on. on. No, I say it was quite Chinesey when I first saw it, but then yes. um, sort of looked more closely and it wasn't a Chinese pattern. No, but it had that sort of vibe of the, um, it was sort of stitched in. Wasn't yeah. It? it was a black um, jacket, obviously. It wasn't. It didn't look like silk, but it had a, sh- a sh- like shine to it. Yeah. And then it was um, embroidered with a colourful. I can't quite. It's florally sort of. Yeah. Thing, so I think I it think. was roses, and I sort of think it was like I, I wrote down parrots, but I'm not sure if it was parrots. I couldn't quite see, but right. something of that kind of colourful, yeah, feathery nature. But I'm sure I saw something quite recently in Zara, very similar. Uh, uh, someone's got a um <laughs> advert for Zara. Someone's. Oh, yeah. Someone's been paid some money for Zara. No, H&M. What? The first one was H&M. Well, you said Zara. Oh, no. Did I? <laughs> yes. Oh. You said Zara Peterborough. Which you should have picked up one straight away because it is no Zara Peterborough. Ha! Oh, no. How does this turn back on me? You see? I, I wasn't... Used, I did uh, that as a setup. That's yeah. why he's already thinking about that jacket. Well, yeah, you probably were. But so, uh, just to be clear... It's hard to trousers. You can find in H&M, H&M. circa <laughs> early 2000s, if you want to travel back. Travel back in time. I would do. Zara um, is now, though. Zara jacket, go now. Go now. Well, um, no, a couple of months. Oh, right. Don't about a couple of months. Yeah. Maybe spring. See if anyone's spring put it on time. eBay. You might be able to get it. They didn't get the right size. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> away in the queues. Yeah. For the fitting room, who's got me? People who know Zara. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> 
um but yeah i did like that jacket and i think it had sort of yeah kind of chinesey collar that um yes it of, did yeah. i don't know what that's called but the sort of shorter collar that you would get on a kimono uh yeah is that the right word <laughs> i mean i don't think you've got any collar on a kimono okay but yeah it was um was, was it collarless yeah but that kind of short the short collar oh, a, a slight collar but very short yeah yeah, I feel like that's kind of a, an oriental style. Mm. One thing in fashion, because often fashion we include hair. Yes. Are you going to say what I think you're going to say? Probably. The, it... the most thing we knew about friends in the early days. Oh, what? Rachel's hair. Oh. No, I wasn't going to say what you thought I was going to well, say. Well, no, I was going to talk about Rachel's hair, but um, more a um, bit of a nice klaxon. <laughs> Of a um, hair clip. Oh, you know the old school hair clips. What Rachel had? Yeah. Oh. You sort of turn your, you twist your hair into an upness. Yeah. Pop on that giant clip. Yeah, never worked for me. Oh, too much hair. Yeah, it just all fell out of the clip. You want to get Rachel's hair? Oh, Rachel's hair is it is amazing. It is good, but it's good for her. Yeah. <laughs> as all good hair should be I mean it would look weird on Ross admittedly um, but um, this is class- the classic Rachel it do is, yeah. which yeah I think this episode is just but you mm, so it is classic Rachel do but also she's got it up in most of this episode yes so that's quite interesting that yeah you can wear the Rachel do but you can also have it up here are the different styles <laughs> if you get that Rachel do, do which everyone did at the time yes I Here's... remember you did also. <laughs> yeah, not quite as good. Though. <laughs> well, you weren't going to a, a very high-priced Manhattan. Yeah, not got quite the same hair as her. But, um, but yeah, it just gives you a few different style options. It does. And I preferred it up, actually. When she, go, mm, when she goes on that date, it did look very nice. It did look nice. Not as nice as the Rachel oh. hair, though. Yeah, she's got really... I thought Phoebe's hair was really nice in this, though. Oh, I didn't really notice these. It's sort of that slightly longer, but with a kind of kick, the kick oh. inwards. Also oh, very yes. sort of mid-90s look. Yes, I do know what you mean. I've written down Phoebe Top. Floral. Yeah, yes. very near the beginning. Yes, I couldn't theme. work out how to describe it. Very bold, very bright. Yeah. Very patterned. All I knew it was um, noteworthy, yes, but couldn't quite get out the words. But also, it was noteworthy, but also the skirt it was teamed with was noteworthy. I'd right. Say. It was a very bright blue skirt. Uh, it looked a bit like a leather skirt to me, which uh-oh. for Phoebe, I'm sure it can't have been. It must have been pleather. Oh, uh, good point. Mm, but it definitely had an, a non fabricy vibe to it. But let's hope she just bought the pleather version. Yeah, I'm sure she would have done. So we did mention earlier a 90s klaxon. Yes. <laughs> now I'm always on 90s klaxon watch. Yeah. Well, I noted another thing, going back to the Monica and Chana storyline. Yes. So at the very end, when um, Monica's trying to get him all pumped, she does a little bit of a move. Do you remember? Not really. I'm doing the move now. <laughs> This is really good for the podcast. <laughs> Do you guys know what I'm doing? You can probably hear my arms clicking. He's trying. It is really me, good. Give me a bit of a... What, how would you describe that move? Well, I actually looked it up. Apparently, it's called the cabbage patch. Oh, right. Um, so it's basically that one where you're 
you've got your ha- both your hands into a fist yeah. and you've got it close to your body, bent close to your body, and then you move them at the same time around in a kind of circular... your body in a circular motion and back into your body, round, back in. I feel like someone, when I'm doing it, I can't think who it is. Well, in my head, I think... They use it later on in Friends, don't they? I feel yeah. like... Is it Chandler uses it quite a lot when he does his dance? Maybe, when he does a stupid dance. Yeah. I think that about Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> that going to come up later. Stupid dance. <laughs> when I think about it, I don't know whether it's that he actually ever does it. But you know what? It, it reminds me... I. I don't know whether he ever actually did it, but Carlton, our Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, I didn't ever really watch oh, that. Oh, you weren't a fan, were you? No. I, well, I remember it being on BBC Two. It just wasn't the sort of thing I watched. You watched, whereas I loved it. Yeah. But it really makes me think of that. It's, it sort of turned... I think it was at one point quite cool, but it turned, <laughs> I think, quite not cool well, very quickly. as cool things tend to do, mm, I'm afraid. As is the way. As is the word cool. Oh no! <laughs> you made yourself look oh, very uncool by oh, using no. it. Call it trendy. Should I put that in <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's really a call tr- it trendy move. It's a really trendy move. And no, I don't remember her doing that. Oh, saw it straight away. Oh right, I thought I thought we had the same nineties klaxon. Do you have another nineties? I have klaxon? one more nineties klaxon. Because okay. <laughs> I think we were writing this down at the same time. Yeah, we were. When we were watching the episode together, <laughs> we definitely curiously. wrote something down at the same time. <laughs> So, uh, for me, it was the cell phone. Yes. Or mobile phone, as we say in this country. Uh Um, So, when um, Rachel goes out on her date with this guy, Mm. um, she um, asks the guy at the next table if she could borrow his cell phone. Yes. And it's this kind of um, old school, 90s cell phone. yeah. Aerial. Yes, really chunky. The aerial have to pull out. Yeah, really I mean it wasn't aerial. as chunky as you would remember. I think if, no. it, if it had been the UK in '95, well, it might have been chunkier. What are you thinking of when you say that? Are you thinking of something specific? There's something in the back of my mind. I'm I thinking think... of the Only Fools and Horses. Oh right, Do you remember that where he used a cell phone? It was like yeah, but it wasn't in the '80s. Truly massive. Oh, was it? I think so. Yeah. Oh right. Well. Uh, late eighties, right? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, there was episodes in the nineties, but um, right. certainly um, the one with the big, the big cell phones. Yeah, was... but in my head, I sort of think until maybe probably nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. I imagine all cell phones like that in my head, just like yeah. massive. But then, when did I get my first one? It was when I was at school. Um, so nine probably would have been about. 99 mm, would it probably um so late school and um that wasn't too chunky that was one of those the, the classic um, nokias nokia with a snake not the nokia that um i think a lot of people think of though the fat no fat, yeah one. yeah it was the one with the little tiny little aerial tiny little aerial fat aerial no just, yeah Static aerial. Yeah, had a purple Ronnie case for it. That's right, you could change the cases. That yeah. was a big thing. Back yeah. In... I mean, I had a Nokia phone with a purple Ronnie case. Could you have got more nineties? <laughs> could I be any more nineties? <laughs> so one thing I did want to talk about, and actually yeah. it was something I thought about before we did the podcast, and we we're thinking about what sort of things we might want to talk about, and we thought about fashion and sub characters yeah. and stuff. And one thing I've always been quite interested in with Friends yeah. is music and mm, the use of music. Interesting. Because 
I've always had this theory, um, which I haven't looked into, so it is just a theory, it's just a hypothesis, Yeah. that they used a lot more current, what I'd call current music. I don't mean current as in what was happening, necessarily happening at the time, but what I mean is not... Um, Pop songs. Well, not. I just mean not stocks music, so right, not like, okay. you know, the sort of theme tune yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, so you... yeah, so like actual actual songs yeah Yeah. yeah. outside of friends these are actual songs yeah and my theory is that they use more of those in the early episodes and there was quite a lot of um moments where they used those and later on right you didn't really get any of that Mm. and in this one we have um macho 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 I mean, that's so good. You might even have to pay. You have to pay for the copyright yeah. for that because you've just got it down there. But um, yeah, it nearly she... was the village people. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, so when Monica and Chandler are working out, they have a scene of them working out yes. to the theme of Macho Man. Macho, uh... macho man. <laughs> oh no, I'm saying that's more or he's gone. Um, <laughs> And uh, then obviously, yeah, I didn't mean current music because, yeah, <laughs> Macho Man. And then Hello Mother, Hello Father. The end oh, yeah. sequence is, yeah, Hello Mother, Hello oh, Father. Well, just, the, just, the just the music. music, music just the, yeah, yeah. the um, instrumental. But yeah, two bits of music mm. outside the Friends Theatre that we've got here. And I, the reason I think of it is because there's a couple of very distinctive episodes I'm thinking of where they've yeah. used music really well. And they are very early ones. They're like, yeah, series two, pretty much series two. So All right. I don't know whether it's just my memory of that. So I, that's what, what I wanted mm, to note. And interesting. whether they don't use it as much because it dates things. I suppose it does. Something like that where you're playing macho, macho man. <laughs> more, da, da, da. more royalties gone. <laughs> I think it's getting worse every time. <laughs> I really threw it in, <laughs> threw myself into it the first day. <laughs> yeah. no, losing. You've lost confidence in <laughs> yeah, it now. I have. Oh, I feel like I need to still go. Keep going. <laughs> I suppose that does work because he's doing exercises. And yeah. It doesn't really matter the fact that it's not, you know, it's from the... 70s 80s I don't I know say. um but obviously it's not like not like current yeah 90s so I feel like it doesn't matter it doesn't age it so much because you're like oh they just use that because it yeah but I just I just but I just mean that I think that maybe music does age even if at that time it wasn't a current one right that now just by the very nature of it like you said you didn't know what time it was. You mm. knew it was before then, but yeah. maybe like, you know, now people watching Netflix, they don't know. They don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why there yeah, they didn't. But it was quite. A, it was. A, it's a useful device because, um, like you say, they could do that sequence. Yeah. And it's just a sequence of them working out. So Yeah, they didn't have any dialogue. Yeah, and it's, mm. it's a good sequence because you can do it quickly. You can do, show clips of them doing different yeah. workouts and with music on. And the other one I'm thinking of particularly is, again, a sequence where they're showing different clips and right. stuff. And it's you don't want dialogue at that point, but yes. you can see it. So um, maybe Are you going to they... keep that to yourself? <laughs> You're seeming 
wearing a sort of shirt around the edges. I just feel like that's going to be quite a talking point when we get to that one. I've already right. mentioned the episode in the previous episode. It's the one with the two parties. Oh, I thought you were going to still keep us hanging. Oh, no. Oh, right, sorry, okay, right, yeah. Yeah. It's Ron the one with the two, two parties. parties. Yes. Um, I can't remember what song it is, but it's very, yeah, it's the bit, and you sort of see clips of Rachel going between in her mum and dad. Yes, right, okay. And they use it as advice there. Mm. And there's another one, I think... Uh, it's some kind of sad bit. I'm trying to think what it is, but um, I think it's when Joey and Chandler move out and they have that sort of, not a fight, but they kind of get to that bit where they're moving out and they don't really want to be moving out and Chandler moves in, or Eddie oh, moves in. Oh, yes. And, it, and, and Joey's, the window. Yeah, Joey's yeah. in his new apartment. He's looking out at that. Um, well, Chandler's looking out at the, uh, the rain and yeah. then Joey's looking at this rain <laughs> machine or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, fancy apartment. Again, yeah. I think that's a song. I, I think it uh, was it the Chris Isaac song, and I associate that very heavily with right, friends. Okay. And then another one that just came to me was when they did With or Without You. Well, I was thinking of the With or Without You, but I can't remember. Like I'm singing it in my head, but I can't think that of was, the scene. That was looking out in the rain as well. That was when Ross um, requested the song for Rachel. Oh, yes, and, and he's in Monica's apartment. Is that it? No, I think she is. Oh. Isn't she looking out the window of Monica's apartment? I think Maybe. we just see her hearing the request. Right, yes. Um, right. With or without you, and then she's phoned in to sort of undermine that. Oh. But that's a different episode. Don't get too bogged down in that <laughs> yeah. one. So, yeah, um, that, I think music is an interesting one, and this is the first time we've had, I think... Yeah, I think so. Some actual music in it. So we've skirted around it long enough. We've talked about everyone else but the two main characters. (laughs) The main part of this episode. Let's talk about Ross and Rachel. Yeah. This is obviously a huge episode for this. Yeah. This is when this is the first kiss. First kiss. First kiss. Ooh. And as I said before, it may be quite emotional. Aww. It just it's such an important part of friends. And I think maybe because they did it so well. Like mm. they both acted it really well. Yeah. They did the scene really well. And I really like the drama of it. It's really charged, that scene in Central Perk where yeah, it's closed. Yeah. And um they kind of have a fight. And I love that that kind of really angry thing and Rachel sort of says to him well you know can you how can you just put away these feelings and he sort of really crossly says I've been doing it since the ninth grade I've gotten pretty damn good at it yeah that it's just so powerful Mm. everything about that scene is just incredibly powerful and that I think it's such an amazing scene and it just has yeah this amazing ending and with a little bit of humour as well. Like, there's the bit yeah. where... Um, so they have this fight. Uh, Ross storms out and says, I can't do this. Yeah. And then Rachel sat in, on the sofa crying. And she's Ross, all, all locked the doors. She's locked all the doors. And she's sat on the sofa of Central Perk just crying. And you can see Ross looking in at her. And then she goes to open up the door and yeah. get, gets really stuck with the locks so that <laughs> kind of breaks the tension yeah. a little bit but oh man it's, it's quite nice it's it? so powerful all that scene is just so powerful mm. I love it so much yeah you don't love it 
Well, one issue. Okay, here we go. Julie. Right, okay, well, sub-characters. We need to talk about sub-characters. So she's the only sub-character in this. I mean, Scott is mentioned. No, she's not the only sub-character. You've forgotten about someone. I have. Who have I forgotten about? Poor little Michael. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hold (laughs) it. Poor, poor Michael. Michael. That says it all, doesn't it? Do you want to come back to him and talk about Julie now? Well, no, let's just mention Michael. I okay, mean, let's talk about Michael as Michael. a sub-character. Rachel and Michael, would that have worked? Ew. Sorry, he's, Michael, but... <laughs> he's quite significantly older than her. Yeah, I, I mean, not. say so. He's not old, but no. at this point she must be fairly young. Yeah, mid, mid-twenties, we'd yeah. say. Yeah, early, early mid. And he's got to be at least in his 30s. Mm. Like... Divorced. Mid-30s, yeah. Receding hair. Oh, wait, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, you can see it thinning. <laughs> so, yeah, and also when he realises Rachel's sort of on a different path and he says, um, Mo- Monica told you I was cuter than this, didn't she? I know. I think, I think we're all thinking, yeah, <laughs> this is... Um, you're not really up to Rachel's standards. Perhaps a bit of a misfire for, for Monica there. But given that, Barry... Do you remember Barry? Oh yeah. I mean, but Barry was they did they get together when they were quite young, her and Barry. She was quite young. Yeah, I don't know when this this pal they're supposed to be when they're first starting this. No, they're early twenties. Yeah, but I do kind of feel like, but the suggestion with Barry is she he very much fitted with her lifestyle and what her parents wanted. That's true. Wanted. Yeah. And maybe she was very young and that's naive, true. and that's why she was with Barry. She was a very different person. Mm. We talked about it before, yes, didn't we, yeah. about how Rachel's changed the most the most quickly. Yeah. Like, she was different, per- and then suddenly, suddenly with her friends, yeah. she dropped all that sort of spoilt stuff. And, mm. um, but, yeah, not, not a great taste. <laughs> yeah, you do wonder what Monica was thinking. Maybe, I mean, she did sort of bring him out because trying get Rachel to think of someone, someone other than Ross. Yes. So maybe it was just like scrabbling around for a single friend. Yeah. Um, but I think Michael's quite nice, actually. He is very nice. Apart from the fact I don't think he's quite right for Rachel and he's a little bit older than her. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. And he was very tolerant of her. Yeah. He said no pudding, but I'm not sure. <laughs> sure I would have lasted much longer with that. You know, the first two questions. Yeah. Also, don't go out for a meal your first no, date. No, drink. Drinks first and then decide if you want to go for the meal. I mean, there's plenty of places in Manhattan, I'm sure, to <laughs> yeah. go for a lovely cocktail. Yeah, and then she could have done all that and then you go, oh, I'm really sorry, I have to go. But is, is a meal more a first date thing in America? Because I feel like when you do see some first dates in Friends, mm. often going for a meal, you right. never see them go for a drink. Is that more fiction, though, than... Uh, easier to do. Yeah, than, than you've got a longer mm. scene. Maybe. And also in a bar, more noisy. Ah, true. Yeah, sort mm. of, yeah, go on first date and cramped and noisy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really the sort of scene. <laughs> One thing I did like about Michael was the international symbol to get the bill. Oh, very nice. Yeah. One our dad likes to use quite yeah. a lot. Just um, when uh, Rachel has done the phone call and throws the cell phone into the, <laughs> into ice, the bucket, ice bucket, he does, he does a panicked international <laughs> symbol for the bill, which is... Um, hold out one palm with the other one, pretend to write on it as if the other palm was a pad. 
Uh, <laughs> Presumably you're writing the bill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when whenever you, you know, have to be anywhere and ask for the bill, that's what you do. Yeah, nice. So shall we move to Julie? Yes. This is this is my only sticking point in this okay. storyline. Is that oh it's so because you know, we're watching friends, we love Ross and Rachel, we want to get Ross and Rachel together. Yeah. But let's not forget, poor old Julie. It's not her fault. No, and I think we don't know whether they did this on purpose so there was more tension in that and by this I mean make Julie a really nice person Mm. that maybe they thought well there's more tension there there's more jeopardy as in like Ross if if she was a really horrible person then Ross would just instantly live with Rachel but now you've actually got attention of someone who's really nice Mm. he obviously really likes and now there is a tension between who will he choose but it, it makes it unfortunate that you really like really like Julie and then mm. she gets hurt by this. And it's a bit weird that they're buying a cat together. Yeah. Glad you pointed that pointed that out because how I again, I don't know what time span this is supposed to be, mm. like how between episodes, how much time is supposed to have elapsed. But they can't have been dating very long. No. Zooms, and they, yeah, the idea is they're buying a cat together. They don't live together no. at this point. And they make that clear by um, saying, oh, he's going to live half the week with me and half the week with Julie. Yeah, and I'm not sure the cat would enjoy that, to be honest. No, you can't ever get settled. No. I suppose it's not going to be like an outdoor cat where they're wandering around, but still... And also, that's going to be annoying to just sort of pass a cat between you. It's interesting, though. It's one of the things we've talked about quite a lot on this podcast. Yes. Animals. Um, it's one of the things we do talk about in the podcast is animals as sub-characters thing. Yeah. And um, this is another one. So this is another a cat. And also there's a, a reference to another cat. Yes, which I really liked. So, um, well, oh yeah, it's a bit... I, I'm a bit unsure about this because... Ross says to Monica about having some cat toys yeah. for Fluffy. Yeah. He refers to her, her him or her, we're not sure <laughs> what a sex of this cat is. I quite like to think of him as a he. Okay, yeah. Um, and his name, she, uh, Monica said, oh, use his full name. Yeah. Use their full name, which is Fluffy Meowington. Yeah. Which I really enjoyed. Yeah. I love a cat name that's stupid yeah i mean they do all the cats in this are quite stupid names yeah. <laughs> and you someone who had a cat called catty catty woo woo that is good which is very much a similar ilk to fluffy Mang. i bet there's people now that have got um cats called catty mccatface oh that's really good definitely like i'm definitely <laughs> positive that people have oh. called that that's a very british joke though isn't it, it? Is. boating mcboatface look it up yeah if you're american <laughs> Or any other country. <laughs> Is there any? <laughs> guys, I'm joking, You're obviously. joking, guys. There's way hey, more countries. Guys in Yemen. <laughs> We've got a listener in Yemen. Yeah, and also, Yemen is a very good um, friends reference. Oh, of course. Just, Didn't think uh, of that. Yeah, on that <laughs> um, yeah, but do we hear, do we know the provenance of Fluffy Meowingtons? No, I don't remember Fluffy ever being, but it suggests, it sounded like, Fluffy was still alive, didn't it? No, because why would they not need the cat, cat toys? toys anymore? Oh, maybe. And also, it sounded but, like it was Monica's cat. Yeah, but how long ago was that supposed to be? I don't Where know. Where she's still hanging on to the cat toys? Yeah, and I don't know. 
if I had a dead cat, they'd probably throw it. Just hang on to those chewed cat toys and bring you down, isn't it? Well, you don't know if it chewed it or not. Um, it seems like they brought the mention of it in as if we knew who it was. was. Yeah, but we- I don't know if it was just... Obviously, they needed to bring up the fact that uh, Ross and Judy are going to buy a cat yeah. in some way, and they just wanted to get in the joke about flopping him. I know, but wouldn't you say... Name. Wouldn't you say, oh, your old cat or something, or your cat, or... Yeah. It just felt like so. it was... It just made me think maybe there's an episode that we haven't seen yet that they mention it, but I don't remember there being one. No, I don't really remember. Maybe it was just a passing comment once, and we were supposed to have remembered. Yeah, if it, yeah I think it probably was in isolation, but it's just a weirdly way of doing it. A weirdly way. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Can I just briefly do one of our, um, it's not a feature we do every time, but I've mentioned it before, the Mm -hmm. reference I don't get. Ah, I know the reference. Do you? I think I do. Is it during the Michael and Rachel date? It is. Um, I was playing the movie Diner in my My head. head. And we talked about references before and whether it ages, friends and that sort of thing. And whether I don't know it because A, I'm not American. Right. B... It's an old reference. C, I'm just not uncultured enough. <laughs> D, all of the above. <laughs> Possibly D. Yeah, I know. But I did look it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I was also thinking the same Cheat. thing. I thought, oh, well. <laughs> Cheat or spod. <laughs> Cheat. You make up on my own mind. But yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, I don't know this movie diner. Um, quite a few famous people in it. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Remember him? No. You do. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon of the EE Mobile ads. You know it. <laughs> That's what his name is for. Yeah. And um, Steve Guttenberg. Oh, right. Of the... Steve Guttenberg fame. <laughs> right. <laughs> what year? Um, now you put me on the spot. Well, yeah, because it's exactly what I want to know, that um, that is whether it's an ageing reference or not. Right. Well, I've got three years for you. Okay, that's that's normal. Um, could be eighty three. Okay, that's early. Could be eighty five. Still early. Or seventy eight. Even earlier. One of those also when the Village People song Macho Man came out. Okay. Oh, so I it... remembered some numbers. Oh, but... right. So you've just remembered these years, yeah. and any one of them could, could fit. Be right. I think. I What's know. the other one for then? I think. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> We've yet to stumble across that one. No, I think Macho Man was 78. Okay. I think. So, <laughs> yeah. I would go 83 or 85. Okay. So, but but the point is, that's still like 10 years yes. earlier than this. So, it wasn't a 90s klaxon. No. Is all I noted down. Okay, but not a 90s klaxon, but also an ageing reference, because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an ageing reference at the time, really, isn't it? Would you reference a movie from 10 or so well, years ago? but as I said, it's got quite big hitters in it so I, know, I feel but... like it was obviously quite a big movie mm. like we don't know it but then I've watched about five yeah. films I suppose so... we would still reference films from ten years ago if yeah. they were big enough Four Weddings and Funeral I said only today yeah and that would well that's because you saw it on Netflix oh, yeah <laughs> you just read it out it's <laughs> hardly referencing it I still said it out loud <laughs> I still remembered it <laughs>
So just to skip back to Ross and Rachel, just to finish that off. Yeah. Before the central perk scene, we have the scene where he picks up the message where Rachel's left him this drunk message saying, I'm over you. And actually, to skip back even further to that, when um, she's at the date with Michael Mm. and she makes this phone call to tell Ross that um, she's over him. Mm. I think think one of the most iconic lines of Friends or something the one that hits really hard for me is... And that, my friends, is what you call closure. It's the way she's in it, closure. I just remember that being <laughs> such a line when I first watched this. And um, there's a kind of whoop from the yeah. audience. And it feels really strong, really mm. powerful. And I just love that. And then, of yeah, then you get the scene where um, Ross comes over. Rachel has forgotten that she's done all this. Yes. And just has this vague so recollection mm. And the next day of um, when she sees Ross, she's like, oh, did I dream about you? That kind mm. of vague thing you get. And um, she'd obviously got really drunk. And then he gets picks up his messages. He's like, oh, I've got a message from you. And basically he hears all the, all the messages she's done about her being over him. And one of my favourite lines is um, when Ross goes, you're over me. You're over me. When were you under me? <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. It's just really, I just love it. Um, but, but I love the, but I love the bit like before that where she's like, well, obviously like the iconic bit where she jumps on his back. Yeah. But just that run from all the way because she's not like just right next to him when mm. she jumps on his back. She's like right by her room door. Like, yes. She comes out of her door when it's, she realizes, oh god, no, I'm like I remember now. I yes. Left this, I left him a message. And she runs and she jumps off the couch. Like, she runs across yeah. the room, jumps off the couch and, like, jumps on his back. Yeah. It's such a good thing. And she's just, like, there clinging there. Yeah. And you sort of see his facial expression change where he realises mm. what she's saying. And I really like the way. And then she sort of slides down his back <laughs> yeah. when she knows it's too late. And she's still sort of, her head is in his back. And there's just something really mm. nice about that. And you've got that she's kind of She's that, like, semi-second of her, like, almost burying her head in yeah. his back where she's like cringing at yeah. what she's done but the, the closeness of mm. them at that point is really significant and lovely and yeah I, I think you're right like the way they set that scene up was really clever in that he's picking up his message as she's just sort of going oh yeah that's fine pick up your messages and she's walking into her bedroom mm. and um then he shouts oh I've got a message from you and then she yes, does that run yeah. and yeah I think they set that up really really well but I also really like, so Ross goes into kind of panic mode here and he can't quite formulate anything yeah. he's trying to say and he just, yeah, can't quite process mm. it. And I think it's a really nice, I think he acts it really well. Yes, I think they both act it really well. Yeah. Like you said about that, la- that last scene of them in the coffee house, mm. acted really well. But I think this one was also acted really well. Yeah. Where she's like really cringy and really like, oh God, what have I done? Yeah. And remembrance of it. And and he, does, yeah, as you say, doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah. And I really like that bit where he, he says, okay, I need to lie down. <laughs> and then he's like, no, you know, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to walk. I'm walking and standing. <laughs> like, I really like that where it's just in his head. Like he's just verbal diarrhea. Like, exactly. He doesn't know what to do with himself. 
It just really reminded me of that um, scene where he's making fajitas. Oh, I love that scene. Um, when uh, Rachel and Joey are sort of dating and they yes. come over and yeah. have like a double date dinner at his house mm. with him and Charlie. Yeah. And he's like, everything's normal, everything's fine. And he's just, it's that kind of panic, like, yeah, um, the same kind of thing. It's just that verbal diarrhea yeah. of everything's lovely and it's fine <laughs> and I'm just doing this and it's all okay. what I'm doing. Yeah. But going back to this episode, I think the really good bit of that is, so he's out the door, he's like, I can't do this right now. Because <laughs> Julie, oh, by the way, Julie phones on the intercom. How many people come on, oh, go on the yeah, intercom? Yeah, the intercom. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because people just walk into that flat normally. They do. But I think the the premise is he sort of said, oh, when he's coming in, Julie's got a cab downstairs. Yeah. So that's why Julie's not coming up. So they have to have that. Yeah. And Julie's waited too long. So she's like, (laughs) what's happening? And he sort of, he kind of leaves and they're still talking at the doorway, him and Rachel. And he he just went, he just goes, cat. Yeah, I know. I love that bit. (laughs) And I love the bit. Uh, before that, so yeah, Julie buzzes in on the intercom, mm. and he says, "That's that's Julie, it's Julie, Julie." <laughs> and then he buzzes in, "Hi, Julie." <laughs> it's just it's just that sort of oh, just, complete panic. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Cat. I love that bit. I've got a girlfriend. I'm going to get a cat. Yeah. Cat. <laughs> and that his expression after he says cat. Yeah. Um, just. There's still a pause before he actually leaves, but yeah. that is the last thing he says. Uh, just thought, yeah. <laughs> so let's do best bits, best friend. Have you got any best bits that we haven't already mentioned? A few bits that we haven't mentioned. Okay, go for liked. it. First one. Yeah. Bit of blue for the dance. Yeah. A little bit crude. Hope my parents aren't listening. <laughs> was the when Phoebe was in Central Park. And yeah. she was telling, it was Chanda, Joey and Rachel. She was saying about how, you know, Scott hadn't put out. Put out, initiated as he, sex. <laughs> as you like to say. And Joey suggests that maybe he drive on the other side of the road, which yep. is his euphemism for being gay. Yeah. And um, Phoebe says, oh no, like that's definitely not true. Because when we dance, you know... He, the way he was looking into my eyes, I just definitely felt something. Yeah. And Rachel says, well, what can you tell from a from a look? And she says, um, no, I felt it on my hip. <laughs> yeah. Just really like that. <laughs> you see, when you started that, I thought you'd go for the really nice line that I'd picked out. But oh, no, you've gone what? for the bit of blue. Bit of blue for you, that. You've absolutely just skipped over the best bit of that scene. Oh, really? Yeah, which is, um, so he said, when Joey says, does he drive his car on the other side of the road? Phoebe's line next is the best bit, which was, he's not British. Oh, yes. Uh, that was good. That uh, was yeah. a nice little. Yeah, you just, yeah. You just completely trampled all over that. <laughs> I like the boner joke. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Another great line um, from Phoebe, which I really liked in this episode, was um, when she came into Chandler and Joey's apartment. Yeah. And Joey was watching TV. And she says, how come you're watching a rabbi playing electric guitar? <laughs> which, you know, is a question we've all asked ourselves yeah. at one point in our lives. Yeah, it's quite a random bit, that bit. It's <laughs> Joey, it. Just Joey couldn't turn the... Find the remote or something. We all get to that point where we're just watching something and we don't know why. Yeah, I've never watched a rabbi playing electric guitar, though. No, well, we all (laughs) should at some point. Well, one of my favourite lines was from Phoebe as well, was um, 
uh, it's the first opening scene where Chandler's wearing that hideous um, sweater cardi. Oh, yeah. And um, they're talking about him being a little bit overweight yeah. and all this sort of thing. And they're sort of joking about it and going, oh, no, I didn't mean that. And then um, Phoebe goes, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. And um, goes to give him a hug. And she's like, oh, can't make my hands meet. <laughs> And that kind of pretending like yeah. you're so you're so fat you can't get a hand around it. That reminds me a lot of my friend's humour. That is sort of yeah, nice. you know, it could be horrible, but um, we know each other well enough to <laughs> do that kind of joke. Um, yeah, I thought that that was one of my best bits. All right, so let's do our best friend. Best friend. Best friend. Who are you going to go for as your best friend in this episode? Mmm, tricky. This is a tricky one, actually. Yes. But is it for the same reasons? Well, I just think there's not anyone particularly that... I think everyone has a good good innings on this one. Yeah. It's very different storylines. Yeah, it is. I think there's one main storyline that's so significant to Friends, it'd be hard to think of you choosing anyone other than the two main ones. Well, that set me up, hasn't it? <laughs> Can't say Joey now. Well, I'm finding it tricky because I don't... I don't... Yeah, I don't know who is the best. So, Joey, no. No. He's made some inappropriate comments in this. Yeah. He's struck off. Phoebe's had some good lines, but she hasn't really been in it very much in this episode. No. I think she's got some of the best lines, some of I the mean, best throwaway lines. Yeah, the ones we picked out have all been Phoebe. Yes. Best lines, so, she has had a good she's show, got, yeah. but... I don't know whether I could put her as my best friend. It's not enough of a storyline, I think, to give her best friend. No. Also, she's had a lot of best friends from us, so... Well, doesn't mean anything. No, true. <laughs> shouldn't do it like that. <laughs> no. Um, shouldn't shout it out. Chandler was very mean at the end, I thought. Yeah. So he definitely can't get be getting best friend. Monica was a bit nothing in this episode. Sorry, Monica. <laughs> Ross. So you think it might be Ross... But I can't get over the fact that he is cheating on Julie yeah. at the end. And so even though he has some really great scenes in this episode, just that bit at the end, I just can't mm. get over that point. Okay. So I'm left with Rachel. I think that's a bit unfair, though, because you're sort of saying Rachel by default, whereas mm. I actually think... Rachel is the best in this episode. And I even think if other people had a better storyline, I still think I would choose Rachel as my best Mm. friend. I'll tell you why I'm a little bit hesitant. Yeah. Because I guess I still also feel bad because she knows that, like, obviously it's worse for Ross because he's dating Julie. Yeah. But she still knows that Ross is dating Julie. Yeah. And they still have that kiss at the end. So that's my only minus point for Rachel in this. I think the only thing about that is and it's not excusable because julie's still not at fault Mm. but there is a thing of um rachel realized these feelings when he was single yeah and no matter that i think it would be hard for her to go over that and they have got this history it's like almost this sounds like such a bad excuse but it's almost like you know you've had a relationship before even if it's not an explicit relationship Mm. there's something when you've had, you know, that kind of history with someone, it almost feels like it's not excusing it, but no. <laughs> I'm trying to excuse it. 
<laughs> I know it's bad for Julie, but this gives us such an amazing scene. I, and I think I think Rachel is great in this episode. Uh, I think she's really funny. Yes. I think the date. The date is so good. I mean, we didn't go into that too much. No. But she has some great bits in that and she acts it so well. She's I brilliant. I think, yeah, the drunk thing yeah. and um, her, I've got closure yeah. and throwing like the, the cell phone into the ice bucket. I think she's really good. And I think we shouldn't use her as a default because actually, you know, um, I think this might be one of the few ones where Rachel is the best friend because oh. I think she can be a bit of the sort of sideline character or not maybe your ever best one. I mean, we oh. haven't chosen her so far. I have. Have you? Yes. Oh, I, forgot be... I always seem to remember what you've chosen and what you've ranked. <laughs> no. I seem to remember what I've done. Which is... Yeah. Says a lot. That's because um, I'm always right. Uh, Right. Well, I bet everyone out there I, will agree with my choices. <laughs> I chose her in the poker episodes. Oh, yeah, because of her sassiness. Episode, yeah. See, I do remember. You see, I think, I always thought you liked Rachel more than you seem to be portraying in this podcast. Um, I don't know. Maybe I've changed. Maybe um, you have changed. Maybe I've changed. Um, but for me, I think that's very unfair to say Rachel's a bit of a sideline character. I think she's <laughs> often hitting best character other than... Oh, right. I'm, okay. Like... When's sorry, but to put this out there so early on, but when's Monica getting best <laughs> yes, best friend? That's true. When's, when's really Charla getting best friends? No, we he said some good. No, friends, but we've said about Charla mm. is that he's uh, was best would have been best friend at your time at the mm. time because he's got the current references. Now looking back, he isn't going to be. But no, but even I okay. I see what you mean. Um, maybe I was unfair on Rachel there, but it's just that I haven't seen best Rachel as yet. Because right. I didn't... I made my argument at the time with the poker episode. Yes. I'm not going to make it again. Go back to the episode <laughs> and listen to it. Um, but apart... Yeah, I just haven't seen, in any mm. of the ones we've done so far, Rachel as good as she is here. And I, um, I think she's brilliant here. She is great all the sort of best scenes that I'm thinking about involve her. Mm. So the the date scene is really great. Yeah. The one where Ross gets his phone message and the end scene with Ross. They're yeah. all like such great scenes. Yeah. She's in all of them and she's like so good in all of them. Yeah. So yeah, I the, my only hesitation is the, the Julie thing, but if I'm putting that aside, mm. it's got to be Rachel. Rachel. So our best friend is Rachel. <laughs> you didn't see that this is but you did a kind of a victory victory sort of dance yeah not, not the cabbage patch though, no like sort of a, like an old-fashioned i feel like roman kind of i don't know what that is oh, is it know. roman i mean if you can of... see us now we're both doing it <laughs> kind of, you mean you two fists are together clench your hands together clench your and... hands together not fists but like as a you're almost shaking hands with your own yourself. hand. And then you're putting... <laughs> That's maybe what it is. You're shaking hands with yourself going, congratulations. Yeah, but you're putting over each shoulder oh, and varying the shoulder each time. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Rachel. Okay, but we need to do our scores, though, oh, for this episode. Okay. We've done them out of five um, coffee cups. Coffee cups. Which I think five, we realised early on, was a bit of a limiting one. Yeah. Five I gave for my favourite episode. So did I. Of course she's forgotten. <laughs> Remember, listeners. 
yeah but interesting you gave five for my favorite episode but not oh, yours okay. so won that one Monica. <laughs> um with that in mind yes. what are you going to give this episode tricky i think i've got to give it a five do you know what i'm going to join you it's a five Yay! I love this episode. I I was so happy watching it, and um, I'm quite glad I haven't watched it for a while. Yeah, there were bits of that I definitely didn't remember. But not even like the bits I didn't remember, just the bits with Ross and Rachel. I don't know what it was, but yeah, like I said, it just made me really emotional. I just really Aww. loved watching it again, and don't undermine the emotional. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I do keep doing that every time you say it. <laughs> Very patronising. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> No, but I just... Um... I was sympathising with your emotions. <laughs> I just... Yeah, there's something about this I love. I think it's that it's the love of friends yeah. because this is such an important part of friends. Yeah. And like we said before, when you consider how friends ends, yeah. um, anything with Ross and Rachel is so significant. And this got to be one of the most significant things, the kiss. The first kiss. First kiss. And um, yeah, I loved it. So definite five from me. And the randomizer threw it up. Thanks, randomizer. randomizer. Yeah, well done, randomizer. This has been a lovely episode where we've both given it five. Yeah. We've really enjoyed it. Oh yeah. So there's it. only one way to go now. Down. Oh, worst episodes. <laughs> so join us next time for our um, two worst episodes. So next time we're doing my worst episode, mm-hmm. and then following that we'll be doing your worst episode. Correct. So some good couple of episodes coming up double whammy but don't forget we often have more to say about our worst episode than we do about our best episodes true as we found out in the pete episode so much to say so if you want to join us on the socials we are at pod underscore friends on twitter and on instagram but we'll leave you there and we'll see you next time all right bye bye